Rhymes, everyone from sleazy men Wanna apologize for spitting Shonda Rhymes The space that we make is never colonized We're talking games and movies that actors were Better shake your booties for black girl nerds Better shake your booties for black girl nerds Yeah Better shake your booties for black girl nerds Better shake your booties for black girl nerds Better shake your booties for black girl nerds Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. My name is Jamie and I am your host along with Ryan. This episode is dedicated to the Searchlight Pictures film Chevalier, coming to theaters on April the 21st. Ryan and I do a bit of a deep dive into the film's protagonist, Joseph Bologna, played by actor Kelvin Harrison Jr. The film is directed by Stephen Williams and written by... BGM Podcast alumni, she's been a guest on our show before, Stephanie Robinson. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this Chevalier-filled episode of the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to this special episode of the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. My name is Jamie. I am your host along with Ryan. Hey, Ryan. Hello. We are going to dedicate this entire episode to a very special figure in history, a hidden figure, if you will, that you may have heard about or probably I don't think you have heard about. And that's the whole point of talking about him. His name is Joseph Ballone, known as Chevalier de Saint George. I hope I am saying that correctly. Um, I, it convinced me. I like it. Chevalier, I like it. <laughs> uh, he's a figure that's going to be featured in the upcoming film called Chevalier, uh, which mm-hmm. is coming out on April the 21st, I believe. And yes, yes Kelvin Harrison Jr is starring in it, who we all love. We love Kelvin. We've talked to him many a times here at Black Girl Nerds. And uh, I'm excited to just talk about this movie, this figure in history. And um, I just, I love learning about these, you know, historical people that you just, you think you, you think you know about everything and then you're like, wait a second. <laughs> There's yep. a whole history around this particular guy who really did some profound things. And then when you learn about it, you're kind of mad because you're like, wait a second. Why wasn't I taught about this in high school? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's all about just like you said, when you brought this to me, I said, wait, who now? And so I had to research and it's always these historical figures, right? In black culture that are erased because, you know, it had something to do with, you know, trying to use your voice more, which is not, you know, we're talking about 1776 or whatever. Right. So just anytime you're trying to speak out against what's going on, your voice is shut down. So, you know, the prohibition of his work is not, you know, it's taken a long time for artists to go back and kind of find it now which is always the sucky part about us trying to learn about these historical figures, you know, ancestry past is just all of that stuff gets erased. And it's just, it's so frustrating to have to go back and try to find out these figures that really paved the way, especially in the arts. And you can't, you can barely find their material. 
you can barely find the material, but we've got, you know, a team of people that have brought the material to us. So Chevalier is, as I mentioned before, a movie that is coming out soon in just really uh, within a week. Um, and the film stars Kelvin Harrison Jr. Stephen Williams is the director and Stephanie Robinson, who we've talked yeah. to, by the way, friend of the show on the podcast, Stephanie Robinson is the writer, and she's also a writer for Atlanta, is attached to this. So we got some Black Girl Magic behind this. Hey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, bringing us this story to the big screen, which we're really excited about. And... um this is kind of like a black Amadeus story. Like it, it and she's talked <laughs> about that. She's mentioned this. So Chevalier, um, known as Joseph Ballone, he was born on Christmas day in 1745. And he is biracial. His father known as George Ballone de St. George, we're going to call him George. He was a wealthy white man and he was a plantation owner. As you know, how the story goes with these wealthy plantation owners. (laughs) Uh, He got into a relationship or I don't even know if I should call it a relationship when this, these incidents happens, but anyway, um, he got involved with Nanon, uh, I think is the pronunciation of her name, Nanon. Uh, she was a Senegalese woman um, who was his slave and personal maid. Now, from what uh, we understand from history is that he was, even though he was married, he was in love with her. And uh, when she did get pregnant with Joseph, um, he did take care of Joseph. Uh, so he made sure that Joseph went to boarding school. He enrolled him in boarding school and he made sure to take care of his son, um, his illegitimate son, you know, even though back then having a biracial son was definitely looked down upon and not at all accepted. Uh, So this was the story of Joseph when he first came into this world. Uh, Now, none of this is really talked about in the movie and I'm not going to spoil the movie for you. I'm just giving you some history a little bit about Joseph's um, upbringing, just to kind of give you some context. Uh, But where the story does start is um, Joseph's skillfulness as a musician. So Ryan, Mm -hmm. I want you to jump in and, and give us your thoughts about, you know, Joseph and what you've learned so far from watching Chevalier and maybe just learning about his history at this point. Yeah, I was um, like we said again at the very beginning, I was so shocked to find out that we didn't know about, you know, him now credited as one of the first black composers. And we had no idea like he's up there with the greats like a Mozart. And it's just it's just astonishing to me, like how we don't have you know, some of the music they're, they're they're starting to go back and find now and Stephen Williams, shout out to him for doing the, you know, for going back and, and wanting to tell this story and the research that must have went behind trying to put a film like this together when you, you know, you're missing some of the works and some of the stuff could be tied into some of Mozart stuff. You never know. 
because of their relationship working together. But the opening of this film, like Jamie said, I won't spoil too much for it because it it kind of shocked me in the opening. And I hope I won't hope everybody to watch it and kind of take it in. But the opening for me, I love because Joseph is showed as so bold when they when they open this film. And for that time period, I was just so scared for him. I'm watching the first half of this so nervous because I'm always thinking the other shoe is going to drop. You know how we're used to watching certain narratives, you know, especially when you're talking about the black person to be the first to do something or this thing. And you're like, oh, gosh, something is going to something is going to fall out. Something is not going to be right. You know, they're going to try to kill him as it was, you know, because race is always going to be the forefront. When you're talking in this time period, when you're talking about starting anything that's fresh and you're saying you're the first black to do da 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 da, there's always that fear, you know, behind that. So the opening of this, I thought was very well done because there's such a boldness in the character of Joseph brought out, you know, by the writing, by the directors. He is so torn of being, you know, trying to be great. But also on the same time, you see the fear. You see the he's he's very distant and he doesn't really know who he is. But he plays this character so well. And, and you get that idea of the one line I will give you that I think stuck out with me in the very beginning that I think says to a lot. If you kind of do research on Joseph Ballone, figure out a, a lot about his background is being this this idea, right, of being a great Frenchman. You know, and what he kind of was instilled, you know, that was kind of his mantra that he was instilled with from his dad, you know, before he was kind of, you know, like Jamie said, he took it, taken to that boarding school and kind of let go. And I guess you can say his, for in that time period, that was caring, right? For if you have a mulatto child and instead of, you know, being able to see that he did have this gift of music. So his dad was saying, okay, I'm going to take you to this boarding school. I can't do much else with you. You can't stay with me but I'm going to take you to this boarding school where maybe they can help you. So, mm -hmm. a, you know, I guess that is caring as much caring as he could probably do. Right. In that time period, me, I kind of use that a little loosely. Cause like Jamie said, was it really in a relationship with his mom, but it was kind of like, at least I, Joseph had that, you know, that start, how far that's going to get him is what the movie really dives into. So I think it's going to be very eye opening for people and just, just the like the fact of you say be a great Frenchman, but he's also black, right? So you you touched on that in the very beginning of this film. What it means to be a great Frenchman when you're black? What is the differences? You see a lot of what we know was going on in the U.S. at time and what's going on overseas, right? In the U.K. in England, so you get a. I love how they kind of have you kind of thinking if you're watching it in the U.S. What's going on over in the same period in England, and and is there a safe space and options, right? Options as he's supposed to be, you know, chevalier. You know, he's supposed to be close to the queen, right? Does is that really privilege when you're black? So a lot of these things, I think they touch on very subtly because it's you know it's very elegant, it's very classy. You're talking about classical music. So I think a lot of this, that opening first half sequence really um, packs a punch the way they've kind of laid this out. Jamie, do you remember, like, I remember you get to see this at the festival. Do you remember people's reaction, just seeing it kind of play out from just the very first half of it? Yeah, I mean, every everyone was really engaged with it. And what's really compelling about this film is this is real life. This is not make-believe. And when we see... Because I see sometimes that 
on social media and obviously social media is a little bit trash these days, but right. <laughs> you, see yeah, yeah, right, the, yeah. you see some of the commentary towards um, these reimagined shows like Bridgerton and we've got Queen Charlotte, which is um, sort of a sequel to the Bridgerton universe that's coming up. And, um, and those shows are inspired by real life events, but they're reimagined. Chevalier is is a real story. This isn't something yeah. that's reimagined. Uh, Joseph Ballone, these events happened. He was someone who was not only this skilled uh, musician, but also he was a skilled fencer. You know, he played amongst royalty. He uh, in the in the film, he was someone who uh, was amongst very high ranking people such as Marie Antoinette who, mm-hmm. <laughs> who uh, basically I mean I I, I, I want to hesitate I don't want to give any spoilers but you know there's some there's some great interactions between him and Marie Antoinette and the film and um and and being appointed Chevalier de Saint Georges because that's a a title of nobility is given to Joseph Ballone. Uh, mm-hmm. So just uh, want to make that clear that that's an actual title of nobility that was given in, in France. Uh, so that, that was a real thing. And um, it, it's pretty remarkable. And one thing I do want to point out too, because you had used the term, Ryan, um, they had called uh, Joseph a mulatto. Um, and, and they do use that term in the film. Back in France during that time, using the term mulatto was an offensive term, and it's quite an offensive term still today. So I, right. I think that was interesting that even back then in, in the 1700s, when they used that term, they did that um, as a way to be condescending towards Joseph. Um, and there is a scene where a white Frenchman uses that term um, when he challenges Joseph to a duel and, you know, as a way to, to be condescending towards him. So, um, yeah, there, there's a lot of microaggressions, racial microaggressions that, uh, Joseph encounters throughout this, this journey. Um, but he does not let that stop him. Um, and there's also some interesting dynamics that come into play when he meets his mother. Uh, because they have a bit of a fractured relationship. She wasn't always around. Um, and we get to see her introduced into this story. Um, so it's it's a really compelling film. Um, you mentioned too, Ryan, about Kelvin Harrison Jr. He's one of the most, and I've written this before on Black Girl Nerds, he's one of the most underrated actors, I think, in Hollywood. His performances are so extraordinary and spectacular and I just don't think he gets the accolades and the respect that he deserves as a performer um and I just hope that this film is the film that sort of becomes the watershed moment in his career that gives him a little bit of attention because he is so incredible um, in every scene in this movie, it's it's it, it's just it, it would be criminal to to not 
pay attention to his performance around award season. It it really would be. Yeah. Yeah. You hope so that it it's because it's, I like that you point that out too. Cause sometimes I feel like in award season, you know, when you get, you know, the 12 years of slave, that's stuff we need, right. It's very informative. It's very informational, but when you have a story like this, right. That is showing you there is a negative behind it, but it's also trying to show you the beauty of art, right. And what it can transform and what it can mean. And it's showing you in a different light, you know, how he was able to overcome racism and you brought up his mom being Senegalese, that part of him that was kind of pushed back at first and him discovering that part as well is such a beautiful way to kind of unfold this in this film, the way um, Kelvin kind of portrays it. And you're hoping something like that gets recognized for an award season where it's not so downtrodden in a sense, right? It do, It's not such a, a heavy weight at first. It's kind of slowly unfolded. And I'm hoping something like that, something artistic as this, piece gets that kind of attention at the Oscars you know instead of going straight to you know even though that'll always be part of black culture right of black history that you're continuing to fight through you're continuing to deal with and make sure that it's shown to newer generations you know so they understand the struggle understand where our background came from but I think it's important that it's done in a different light you know, because you don't always want to. There's so much negativity that you don't always want to lead with that. I feel sometimes when you're watching film and you're trying to get a point across about Black history and finding these lost artists and lost parts of our past that we don't know about. So I'm I'm crossing my fingers that that's something that they're putting into the, the discussion when it comes up to the Oscars coming forward. But yeah, this it was such and there were so many beautiful scenes with his mom that I don't want to give away that I thought were so important for every generation to kind of look at when it comes to, you know, what is, what does that fight look like? Right. In any, I always say in any genre or any, any field in life, you feel like there's always going to be a fight, right. As a black person. So I think they address that very, just, just so well. And there were so many, so many touching and, and cool moments to, to, to kind of see between him and his mom, where he has to be confronted with his blackness, right? If he's a, if he's a little too arrogant, if he doesn't know how he fits into a room, right? That all comes to a head and we get to see him play that out so well. And being a Chevalier, I was just thinking like in that time period, what would you do? There's just some time periods, Jamie, I feel like as a black person, never let me have to travel time, like back in time to them. And you're just <laughs> thinking like what, you know what I mean? Like just some time periods where it's just like, oh my God, if I had to go into a time machine, please do not send me back to the era. One of the things I also wanted to bring up too, in addition to what you just um you know, just added and stuff like that. There's there's so many great things about this film, but even outside of the film, there's also just really a lot of great rich material around Chevalier de Saint-Georges because he was a fencer, which we get to see in the movie. And they did a great job of balancing his work as a fencer as well as his work as an artist. And also there's a component of the film with his romantic life that you'll get to explore that in the movie. And I don't want to talk too, too much about the movie because we don't want to spoil it for you guys. Right? <laughs> we want you to go see the movie for yourself with fresh eyes and explore it for the first time as we did. 
But one of the things that I found really compelling, and you can find this image on the internet, which is a really just eye-opening image that I just, you know, you, you have to see it to believe it, is, uh, so Chevalier, Joseph Ballone, and then um, another Chevalier, because remember, Chevalier is, is a title of nobility, Chevalier de Aon. I hope I'm saying this right. Um, so Chevalier de, de, de Aon was a decorated soldier, spy, and diplomat, and also a master fencer who lived the first half of their life as a man and second as a woman. And, mm-hmm. and they received a, a great amount of notoriety for that reason. Uh, so there's an image on the internet where you actually see Joseph Ballone and then Chevalier de Aon. And in this image, she's a woman fencing. So he, you know, there's him, Joseph Ballone, and there's her, and it's a man and a woman, and they're fighting each other with these, you know, swords. And it's just so interesting to see that. And it's this black man and this white woman, you know, it's like, whoa, <laughs> this is kind of crazy. And this is like back yeah. in 1787. So um, that's just something that's interesting um, where I'm like, I would even like to see their story, Chevalier de Aon. Like that would be a compelling story to to watch. Um, but yeah, that that just goes to show it's like there there's so many great stories of these people in history that have done these really defiant things that you would think back then would be unthinkable, uh, that would be that would get them killed, that would get them, you know, uh completely banned and 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 just absolutely uh taken away from far far away from where they are but yet they they overcame and 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 they conquered and they and they kept on um and they and they lived long past uh you know what probably most people lived um during their time and and i i just found that to be so incredible um learning that story so I just wanted to share that because I was like wow there was an actual like soldier spy diplomat master fencer who lived their life as a man and then as a woman and then they fenced with Joseph Ballone that's really amazing yeah it's it's his history is right it's unraveling other stuff where you're thinking oh well oh come on now tell me that story what does that look like in history (laughs) Cause you know now it's still a it's a big conversation piece, right? So in this in like seventeen hundreds, whoo, that that's a that that's a movie. That's like part two. Uh, we need to know some more about Joseph and his his other part of his story because they have to. It's so much about his life. So you have what maybe two hours of a film they're trying to crunch everything into. So that would be that would be cool to see like a part two of that of that story more about his fencing life and I and I already got a little bit into boxing maybe had a boxing match before and he was the first when you guys Google him he was the first all uh, first uh, person to lead an all black regiment in the French Revolution so all that stuff would be so cool as like a part two. Yes, and I get a little bit we get a little bit of that in the movie I think. 
with the the revolutionary part of his yeah 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 life yeah so so hopefully they'll dive i don't know we're me and jamie are petitioning a part two to dive more into this into the story because we we get the <laughs> We get the surface part of it, but it's it's just because it's so interesting because, right, when you find these people like Joseph Ballone, right, it's unraveling France's history that maybe you don't, you know, you, we've obviously, you have history class, you learn a couple things, but some stuff you're never going to find out, right, until you start digging and researching some of the facts and figuring out about it. So I, I kind of think that is so interesting how his unraveling his sort of past is bringing out some of the stuff in the French background and, you know, racism is everywhere. I remember recently interviewing um, an actress from the UK and she was saying how somebody told her one time they didn't think, or England and they didn't think France had like any black people. And I was like, what? There's black people everywhere. So yeah. it's, it's just, it's crazy that that kind of stuff exists and people's and you know, that kind of ignorance, if you will, or that kind of mindset exists with people these days so we need more of these films we do we do because again it's that you know those hidden figures in history that haven't been disclosed to us because there's so many black people that were living in these times that have these extraordinary uh stories that just never made the history books that that never got told um and to know that joseph alone did all of these things and he was never a person that was told and taught to me and and i went to public school and in history you know you get yep. to hear about the harriet tubmans the martin luther kings the oh. frederick douglases and I love and I respect all of those men and women in history, but it's unfortunate that I have never heard of him until this film was being produced. I heard about Joseph Ballone when they announced Stephen Williams was adapting his story for the big screen. That is the first yeah. time I heard about who this man was. And I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, and it goes back to what I was saying earlier. It, it kind of makes me a little bit upset because it's like I, I feel like a part of my my youth as a kid or, you know, as a teenager, I guess, in, in high school was was, you know, taken away, violated. Like, why wasn't I taught this in school? So hopefully, as people are listening to this podcast, as we have, you know, we have many teachers, many people that are a part of the education system. Hopefully you guys um, have a responsibility to make sure that your students and, and people that you know that are in these systems that are teaching youth that they know who Joseph Ballone is and that maybe you take them to a screening of Chevalier um, because it, Absolutely, it's yeah. so important that we learn about these figures in history so that people don't think, like you said, Ryan, that there weren't black people in France back in the <laughs> back in. Yeah, the I was like, what? <laughs> what kind of question is that? I was like, what? Oh my gosh! And 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 that there weren't black people. I should say that that there weren't black people in France that weren't um, walking around with titles of nobility. 
because yep exactly you know, i'll be honest with you when i think of france in the 1700s i think of black people living there that were all slaves i don't think of black people yeah. even living as free free blacks to be honest mm-hmm. with you mm-hmm. so i didn't know that there were you know black people living with titles of nobility like chevalier de saint georges i didn't know that i didn't know right. that there were people like him that were playing in front of kings and queens and that were respected and and sitting in the same rooms as people like Marie Antoinette. I didn't know that that was a thing and that they were fencers <laughs> and, you know, yeah, right. Yeah. You know, like I, I had no idea that Joseph Ballone, you know, was like you said, leading an all black. Re- I, I had no idea that that was a thing in the 1700s for black people so that's why it's so important for this kind of history to be taught yeah and you think about too just the because you know um I, I believe you touched on this Jamie you know with the Queen Charlotte coming out um you know the big thing about that I remember was a lot of people when you don't have certain aspects of history reveal right or you don't have certain pictures and what people look like you can easily turn this history around and put different facts in and make it seem totally different. Right. So you might not just, just like you said, you might not realize there were black people that had no, uh, nobility because you can change it. Right. If the fate, if the tone of the face is a certain look, it can be seen as a white woman. Right. Or Joseph Ballone, they don't have a lot of, they're kind of putting the pictures together now and people are doing research, but you know, Jamie, you sent me a link for an interesting documentary that was showing how they had to put the pictures together to kind of reframe what they think he looks like. They had to go talk to people and and figure out his features. And, you know, being, you know, since, you know, Mulatto was such a negative term back in that day and everything that got destroyed, you know, you want to you look for certain features and figure out, you know, this person was black and they had nobility. And you, but you can easily change that story when we don't have certain parts of our history that are revealed and there's nowhere for you to find it. And people don't actually do their research. You're just like, I'm going to put this person out. I'm not going to get everything about them and, and figure out exactly what went down in the story. I'm just going to take everything at surface value. And when you do that, you get in trouble and you don't realize exactly how the history comes together. So, you know, shout out to all, like Jamie said, all of the the educators out there, the scholars, the researchers that are putting the time into figuring out what these historical figures, hidden figures that Jamie's putting so nicely actually look like. Give us the actual facts, research, and know what these people actually did for history. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Is there... Without spoiling anything, is there a moment in the movie that resonates with you or that you enjoyed the most? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it in the most vague terms. When his mom, because all we all know black moms, right? So his <laughs> black mom, his his mom calls him out, and it is my favorite. And in the only way that a black mom can get you, like you know, when you in that funk, right? And you like, no, I'm just gonna. This is really bothering me, so I'm just gonna hit sit here and sulk. And I'm just not going to face anything in life. And your mom or your family, whoever's close to you will call you out. And that is my favorite part in this film. When his mom, when my, his mom comes up to, or Joseph's mom comes up to him and she's like, nah, you ain't going down like this. You better get it together. 
And it's the whole thing that goes after that is my whole favorite scene that I won't tell you guys exactly what she does and how it comes out. But that was one of the moments that stuck in my mind from from watching this. And I hope a lot of people take so much from that scene. It's so many different layers to that, whether it's a father son dynamic, whether it's a race you know, dynamic, the, the struggle of of knowing your identity and where you fit and how you can fight when it feels like you have no other option. So that was my favorite, favorite moment. What about you, Jamie? It's it's going to be the very first scene of the movie, which Ooh, I, yeah. I, I absolutely love. And it it, it draws you right in. Um, so mm-hmm. the first scene, I uh, won't go into too much detail, but it's a great duel between I don't know. You might have heard this of this guy. His name is Amadeus <laughs> Mozart. <laughs> I mean, um, kind of. A little, like a might, little bit. Might have heard about him. Um, but it's a great duel between Amadeus Mozart and uh, and Joseph Ballone. So um, they they have a little... Um, when I say duel, I mean not fencing, but uh, <laughs> playing... <laughs> <music. laughs> Although that would be interesting, though. That's interesting. I would, I would watch that. I would want to see that. That, that that would be interesting. I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, that I I don't, I don't think uh, Mozart would fare too well in that kind of duel. But uh... oh, okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, it it's it's really uh very dramatic, and it gave me goosebumps. So I I really I really love that scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I you know this this is such a great compelling story. I. Whenever I hear and learn about these stories of people in history that I'm just learning about, I immediately go to Google, I go to YouTube, (laughs) I go down a rabbit hole of wanting to learn so much more. And that is what I found myself doing after watching Chevalier. Um, You'll probably do the same uh, because that's that's kind of what happens. You're like, okay, how come I've never heard of this guy? I need to learn more. Uh, so um, hopefully this will spark a conversation around Joseph Ballone. And who knows, maybe maybe there will be another film or an episodic series or just more um, you know, projects around documentaries around his life so that more people can learn because there's still more story out there about him like as much as I love this film and and I think that the film did a great job of capturing a snapshot of his life there's still way more about Joseph Ballone and who he is and what he did uh during his years on this planet uh that the film did not get uh so absolutely yeah (laughs) there's still more story to be told yeah, go down a rabbit hole like we did. It's 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 so fascinating to to learn about him. And I don't know, I can't say it enough. Like the first known classical composer of African descent, and we had no idea, you know, and it's just it's it's so just you know, shout out again to Stephen Williams, Stephanie Robinson as the writer, just for them to bring this to the forefront. And, you know, we always um, here at BGN are like, listen, give me the people of color behind the scenes. It's very important as in front of the camera because they're going to go back yeah. and, and 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 figure out and do the work right and, and do the research. So, yeah, shout out to them. It was a fantastic job they did to give us a snapshot of of Joseph's life. So this is this is great. 
It's it's got to take us to bring us. <laughs> exactly. There you go. Our yep. stories out there. You know, it's it's it, it's it's an interesting thing. But I'm I'm grateful for for Stephen and Stephanie for bringing Joseph's story because it's it's needed. And um, kudos to to Kelvin Harrison Jr. for an incredible job. Um, and all the, also, by the way, um, many drivers in this film, and I just absolutely yep. loved her. Uh, <laughs> I just, <laughs> she, she's, she's got some, um, some biting wit to her character. And uh, I, I absolutely just, you know, I'm, I'm a big mini driver fan. So seeing her in this movie was, was a delight. And Samara Weaving plays um, Kelvin's love interest. In, in the film Ooh, yeah, so she, she did a good job yeah yeah she's great i i like her as well so there's um some pretty good performances in this film there's some some villains in this movie <laughs> yeah some some good guys some bad guys there's there's tension there's drama um there's some pretty emotional moments that will make you really upset make you want to cry maybe um uh, mo moments that'll make you really happy and make you laugh like the you I, I do feel like you'll probably go through a whirlwind of of different emotions throughout the journey of of watching this film yep absolutely i agree and that's the that's the that's the good thing about art right all the emotions when you do it right you go through the whole emotional spectrum and you will so yeah get your popcorn get your tissues you know, get get ready for this. Um, yeah, and hopefully, yeah, like Jamie said, hopefully have some award season talk. I hope so. But yeah, everybody check it out, April 21st. All right, guys. Well, thanks for tuning in. We appreciate you and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. The Black Girl Nerds podcast is produced by Jamie Broadnax. The opening theme song to our show is written and performed by Samus. Various instrumentals are performed by Samus, Sky Blue, and Shubzilla. You can find various episodes of the Black Girl Nerds podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Audioboom, Google Play Music, and Spotify.